Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com and by Business First Bank, with locations throughout the state, including 11 offices in the Baton Rouge area, providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank, banking with greater momentum. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. From Mansur's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge, we're out to lunch with editor of the Baton Rouge Business Report, Stephanie Regal. It's business Baton Rouge style. Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Crime is one of the biggest problems facing Baton Rouge at the moment. In 2017, the city had one of the highest murder rates on a per capita basis in the country. It's a problem that's holding the community back and affecting economic development. But efforts are underway to address the crime and the systemic problems that are causing it, especially in some of the most impoverished areas of our community. With me today to discuss some of those efforts is Rinaldi Jacobs, Executive Director of the Baton Rouge North Economic Development District, which was created in late 2016 to spur investment in that vast area of the parish known as North Baton Rouge and roughly defined as everything above Florida Boulevard. The group is funded by a dedicated tax and is focused on trying to attract private investors to the area. Along the way, it is trying to tackle issues like crime, blight, transportation and transit, and food deserts. Rinaldi was one of the creators of the districts and served on a volunteer basis before becoming executive director in the fall of 2017. While his duties now take up most of his time, Rinaldi also owns a company that does real estate development and demolition projects and metal recycling. He's a tireless advocate for North Baton Rouge and a charismatic personality. So glad you could make it on the show today. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Addressing the crime issue from a different perspective is Kelly LaDuff, owner of Open Eyes, a company that provides safety training, safety systems, and other safety services to clients in and around Baton Rouge, and in fact, the whole country. The firm started out providing self-defense training to businesses and individuals, only to women at first. It has since grown to provide a much broader array of services. Recently, it parented with a company called Bluepoint Technology to install emergency alert systems in public buildings. They look just like those red fire alert boxes, except they're blue, and they provide a rapid alert to local law enforcement agencies. Kelly is a former railroad conductor turned entrepreneur who started several small businesses in Baton Rouge. He formed Open Eyes in 2009 with his father, former Baton Rouge Police Chief Jeff LaDuff, who brings more than 30 years of law enforcement experience to the venture. Kelly, it's a pleasure to have you here with us. Thank you so much. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Well, Rinaldi, I started out talking about crime because that, unfortunately, is what many people in South Baton Rouge think of when they think about North Baton Rouge. But really, as you're always pointing out, that's not the story of North Baton Rouge, and there's so much more there and so many bigger issues to address besides the crime that you all are really focused on. We are one Baton Rouge. Let me just say that, first of all, because if I get robbed near LSU, I've been robbed near LSU. If I get robbed near Southern University, I got robbed near Southern University. So it is not a North Baton Rouge, it's not just a South Baton Rouge. We are one Baton Rouge. So, you know, we want to keep things within the perspective. As an example of crime, one of the gentlemen, there have been two gentlemen here uh, recently who've been serial killers. 
Right. They weren't out of North Baton Rouge. They, <laughs> they, they did their crimes, one in, Zach, in the Zachary area, and one of them in South Baton Rouge near LSU with the uh, young man that was killed, uh, the dishwasher, sure. from, from Louis. So crime is, sure, there are some elevated levels in North Baton Rouge, but also we are working very, very hard to address, like you said, the systemic underlying issues that cause crime. If I were to pull out my gun right now, which I don't own a firearm, and, and kill everybody in, in this room, there's not a cop that could stop that right now. And a lot of crimes, I asked the, the incoming chief and some of the current police officers, what are the most controversial or what are the, the, the elevated levels of crime? Is it domestic violence? Yes. But it's called crimes of familiarity. People who know each other, they may get into, uh, as they say on the street, a beef with each other. No cop's going to stop that. Mm -hmm. You know, one person pulls out a gun and another. So, but crime is an economic development issue. The perception of right. crime is economic development. And that's really what holds, you know, investors back. Certainly, that's one of the big things, right? Nobody wants to open a business in an area that's not safe. <clears throat> well, that's true. And so what are you all doing? You've only really had funding for your organization for about seven months now, mm -hmm. and, and maybe you haven't even gotten it all. I don't know. Uh, since you've started collecting money from the tax, what have you all been able to accomplish? Well, one of the things that we're, we're able to accomplish very, very quickly is to give the people of the city of Baton Rouge and outside the city of Baton Rouge a focused organization. You can come to the Baton Rouge North Economic Development District to discuss not only crime but other things, economic development, where to locate your business. So our focus in the beginning of this year is a strategic plan. In fact, I was at meetings this morning with state representatives and at the Small Business Development Center. We are focused on economic development. The best cure for poverty is a job and also spurring of, of entrepreneurships like Mr. Leduff's business. Well, good segue. Kelly, you know, talking about crime, it touched your life personally, and that was one thing that led to this entrepreneurial venture of yours, Open Eyes. What happened to your family? Well, in 2009, September, um, and a lot of people don't know this, I was in charge of Canadian National Railroad, runs by LSU. Well, I was in charge of Louisiana, 850 employees, salary wasn't bad, pretty good job. Sure. Um, my uncle was murdered, my mom's baby brother, who was mentally ill. Uh, he was a paranoid schizophrenic. Um, he was murdered on my railroad tracks while my dad was chief. Wow. Just so happened, it was my first time away from the baby, me and my wife, my mom and dad's first time playing grandparents. I was in New Orleans, we didn't go far. And so I was funneling calls about this murder. Unfortunately, I worked on the railroad industry 15 years and I can't count the number of homicides or bodies we found on the tracks, it was a common thing. So I didn't think much of it, went to sleep, unbeknownst to me, my dad is working the same homicide as he worked all of them. It wasn't until hours later that a detective found his license and started putting two and two together and we found out it was a family member. So wow. my dad had to make death notifications on me, my mom, my grandparents, mm. hardest thing he ever had to do, which is ultimately why he retired a couple months later. And so I made a vow. I said, you know, after we sat through that murder trial, I said, if we can do anything, to help any family not ever feel like that again, we'll do it. And I do believe in training and the thought of having a plan makes a difference. And so that's where we got started. And so what services do you all provide to that end and to help people be safer and feel safer? Well, one of the things that we've evolved into now is active shooter. It's such a, a relevant topic. It's affecting businesses. We found out early on that the best way to help a lot of people is to the budgets of the business. You know, it's hard to get individuals to go in their pocket and get this kind of thing, but businesses have budgets for training. Sure. And so we go into a company, we do environmental analysis, 
We tell them what's wrong, what's right. We put our technology in and we train the employees. So when you say environmental analysis, that means like you would come into this building and say, okay, you're vulnerable here. This is a vulnerable spot. Bar From the store, fix finish. that window, right? What, what industry are you in? What's happening in your industry nationally? Interesting. Yeah, everything from start to finish. And then you train employees, for Train instance? employees, train leadership. And then once we implement our program, it brings that business closer to law enforcement. We've got to use technology to help an undermanned police department mm -hmm. in all parts of Baton Rouge because crime's a problem everywhere. No, you talk about active shooter. I mean, do, do weapons play into that? I mean, do you train employees to shoot back or you, do you try to teach them to... No, I mean, and one of the things we had a conversation about earlier, I don't think you're ever going to stop someone from losing their mind. Just like you said, if you decided to shoot, I mean, I have a gun right now, so I'd stop you because I carry one everywhere I go. But if someone like me is not in the room, the thing is not about stopping, it's about response. Right. How do we contain it to this area and not this entire restaurant? Which is why you see 40 some odd people dead in Orlando and 50 some odd people dead in Las Vegas and someone will break that record in a couple of weeks, unfortunately. But it's the response. We've got to get the help coming instead of waiting and letting these things escalate. It's so interesting because, I mean, we, we deal with crime, we talk about crime and the systemic problems, but then we talk about these mass shooting events and they don't seem at all connected to the same kind of social ills like lack of education, lack of opportunity that cause the other types of murders. I mean, it's like they're almost like they're two different types of crimes that we battle today. Well, it, it, not really. They're all, <clears throat> excuse me, they're interconnected. And let me, let's, let's say how. He said that his uncle had, was a schizophrenic. And, and in many cases, the police department is not necessarily fully trained in how to handle people with mental issues or, or drug addicts. And uh, I'm sure uh, your dad would, would allude to the fact that many of the crimes that happen are drug-related in, yeah. in, in many instances. So how, how do you deal with a person on heroin who's, you know, who's, like you said, out of their mind, plus they have, um, you know, mental health issues? So now the problem is compounded, mm -hmm. okay? So one of the things that we uh, had a, a recent conversation with, uh, with the Mayor Broom's office is, is how do we, in fact, prevent people from committing minor crimes so they don't go back to jail. I had a conversation with some, some, uh, some ex-offenders, and they said, you know why I go into the Circle K and, and steal whatever? I can go back to jail and get my meds. That, wow. That is crazy. <laughs> well, here in Baton Rouge, you know, we're not exactly uh, pushing on the forefront of criminal and medical behavior. You know, there was a big controversy uh, several months ago about the medical services being given out at City Parish, mm -hmm. I mean, at the uh, parish prison. So. These things are all connected. It may not be murder, but some guy might be breaking in my car, breaking in my house just to get enough money to, you know, to, to, to buy drugs or to get medicine. In the, in the most prosperous country in the world, that's, that's ridiculous. Well, and of course, we failed to pass that tax, mm -hmm. you know, a year ago, December, that would have created a mental health diversion center, which yeah. was something so badly needed here. Yeah. I'm Stephanie Regal. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm talking to Kelly Leduff of Open Eyes and Rinaldi Jacobs of the Baton Rouge North Economic Development District. We'll be right back after this very short break. I'm Stephanie Regal. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm talking to Kelly Leduff of Open Eyes and Rinaldi Jacobs of the Baton Rouge North Economic Development District. Let me ask you this, Rinaldi, kind of back to what you all are doing at the Economic Development District. How do you, what comes first, the, you know, the chicken or the egg? Businesses or clean up blight and crime? I mean, you can't attract business until you clean it up, but how do you clean That's it up without question. the revenues from, from businesses, right? Well, and and well, the economic activity. Well, as I said it to you before in your paper, $1.5 million or $1.5 billion is being invested in North Baton Rouge. 
that kind of investment is not happening without people understanding the potentiality of, of, of North Baton Rouge. So the, the, the real honest answer is that it's not a chicken, it's not an egg, it's the whole roost. Okay, so we, we have to continue to produce economic eggs. Our, our, our saying for this year for the Baton Rouge North Economic Development District, we're trying to change the economic DNA of North Baton Rouge. Think about it. If you didn't have North Baton Rouge, you, look at all you would lose. Exxon, the airport, Southern University, Coca-Cola. You have a large number of employers. In fact, I would say North Baton Rouge is the blue collar of Baton Rouge. You have the medical district, call them the lab coats. Then you have the rest of the southern part of the parish, which are in downtown, you know, government, mm -hmm. white collar. So we don't mind taking on the part of being the blue collar portion of Baton Rouge because we are an engine. Take us out of the equation. Look how much Baton Rouge loses. Mm -hmm. and, and, I mean, those big companies and, and the airport and Exxon, I mean, they've, they've been there for a long time. How do you build on those and create synergies with smaller businesses, retailers, grocery stores? One of the things that, that small businesses in North Baton Rouge that the district is working on very, very closely with the Baton Rouge Chamber of Commerce, there has now been the formulation since the district of a North Baton Rouge uh, Chamber of Commerce. So here's one of the things that we did. ExxonMobil is one of our partners. Stephanie Cargill is a member of our board. But it's not just about the big guys. It's about the smaller businesses like Tony's Seafood, which is, you know, uh, you know, one of the biggest employers in North Baton Rouge and as well as one of the biggest contributors to it. And, and uh, Bill Pizzolato is on our board. So the, the board uh, and the commission of the Baton Rouge North Economic Development District has a strata, not just the, the large companies, but also small business owners, like Danny Harper, who owns an all-state agency, got flooded out but stayed in North Baton Rouge, is now opening a Chinese pizza at the corner of Plank Road and, and Hooper. So the district is working with small, large, and medium-sized businesses. Also, we're working on job training, mm -hmm. okay, because you have to have a prepared workforce. As I said earlier, the best cure for poverty is a job, and we're working with the school system to help make sure, uh, for example, Dr. Jackie Mims, who's a former school board member, she really presses the point about bringing a struma back. And Astruma has such a rich history. Sure. Woody Jenkins and, and, and Dr. Mims, boy, that's, that's two sides of the spectrum. That's great. Kelly, your, your business is, is a small business, but it's growing mm -hmm. rapidly. How, how big are y'all now? I mean, I, I, you're, and you're traveling around the country. Yeah, so on our presentation side and the training, we're all over the world. We've got really? All over the do. world? You've yeah. done international training? Yeah, we'll be in Dubai in February. No um, yeah, but on our product side, when we met our partners up north, the thing that we wanted most, the product wasn't where it is now. We helped them get it to that point. What we wanted was Texas to Florida and everything in between. And when we talk about the product, we're talking about those those alert. It, it is those. the same thing. The same thing that a red fire pull tab does for fire. Mm -hmm. This blue one says police and does for police, except more because it's tied into a mass notification system. So if we had one here, I could pull it on the wall. Every law enforcement officer in this district would get an alert on their phone saying there's an emergency here. That takes seven to 10 seconds. And then in that text message, they'll get a map. It'll show where the device was pulled. And then from their phones, they can see the cameras wow. on the way. So, and we still have what I call the old way. It's going to call a monitoring company that's going to dispatch law enforcement. But there's so much more at play with this sure. technology. And this um, is just one division of your company. Yeah, this is just one division. So what I always like to say, we never want to have a large company. I want a large network. Okay. So we've got contractors that install stuff, I mean, in the hundreds across the South. And businesses, I've got salespeople. Uh, here in Baton Rouge, we've got about 10 to 15 people we work with every day at our office. But I want to keep it that way. We want to grow here. Uh, I'm on the board for Employee BR. 
I'm, I'm passionate about our youth and young adult, 18 to 25, and some things that we can do, and I think it's gonna happen in our programming phase. Because wherever we do a job, it all happens here in Baton Rouge, and then we send it to where wow. we install. So I think we have some options to grow. How do you get these boxes into businesses? I mean, is your goal to have them in every public building in your territory from Texas to Florida? I, I can tell you right now, our first <laughs> client here was Cajun. Just so happened industries, industries on okay. airline. We were doing an environmental analysis uh, for Todd and Mike and those over there, and we signed the deal on this product midway. And to their credit, we presented it to them, and they said, it's going to help our employees, let's do it. And so we did it. And so from there, it's, it becomes word of mouth. And now we're working with Superintendent Drake. We just gifted a system to McKinley High uh, that we're wow. putting in week after next. Um, we're doing an apartments. I just came from an installation. We're doing an apartment in North Baton Rouge now. We love you already. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Ardendale Oaks. Ardendale, sure. Yeah, and uh, Mr. Dave over there has been great. Uh, $12 million he spent on that facility. And I laugh, he, he has a marketing company. He used to be the nicest apartments in North Baton Rouge. Now he calls it Mid-City. He's not calling it North Baton Rouge anymore because if you think about it, he's in the middle of Baton Rouge. Uh, but he's proud to be in North Baton Rouge, and he wanted the product. So anything from an apartment to a funeral home to we're working at Southern. We've done stuff with LSU, hospitals, casinos, And everybody. it ties into the Baton Rouge Police Department or to the Sheriff's Office or just to the 911 center? Whoever's in your district. See, people don't realize this. 911 was a product years ago. A group of inventors and mm -hmm. technology folks said, regardless of where you stand, I know right here I need to call 389-2000. That's BRPD dispatch. But if you don't know that, you call 911. They answer your call, tell you hold on, and then send you to where you need to go. That's all 911 is. So we bypass that. So everywhere we install a business, I'm doing a company right now in Georgia, there's a sheriff's department right outside of Atlanta. We start with them. It ties in directly. Directly to their monitor, to their dispatch, but also to the gentlemen that work that area. They want it on their cell phones and their emails in their units. So interesting. Well, gentlemen, I'm going to switch gears for just a minute. This is a part of the show we call Another Great Idea. So maybe you've got a friend who always has a great idea for you. They tell you about a job to apply for or somebody you should have a cup of coffee with. And you can take their advice and it turns out, well, maybe you ignore their advice and you miss out on a great opportunity. Can you think of a situation like this? Did you take the advice or not? And how did it turn out for you? I'll go first. Um, so I worked in the railroad industry for 15 years. My last year and a half, I was at Dow Chemical in St. Charles. A uh, contractor called me. They offered me money I couldn't refuse. And so I went. After about a year, they came into my office and they told me that they were going to cut my salary in half. And I didn't think I can do that. So I said no on the spot. I got in my car, I called my wife, and I'm going to give her credit. I'll be married <laughs> 11 years this month. And I told my wife, I said, they, they're trying to cut my salary in half. At this time, open eyes was probably four or five years in existence. She said, leave. She said, you've been looking for a reason to actively pursue your dream. Go do it. We'll be fine. That's and it was the fantastic. best advice I ever got. <laughs> Great. Because that, if she would have said boy, you out your mind, go back in there and take whatever they give you. I would have done that also. Yeah. So best advice I ever received. Oh, that's a great story. What about you, Rinaldi? Well, one of the, the, the best pieces of advice that, that, I, that I can ever, ever get is from my wife. She's my biggest critic. 
but she's also my biggest supporter. We've been married 31 years. Oh, you beat right. me. Yeah, well, yeah, I met, I'll pray I'll make it. I, I met this beautiful young lady at Southern University, and I said, that's going to be my wife. And she's been my biggest supporter and my biggest critic. But, but to your point of the, of the idea, one of the ideas was the Baton Rouge North Economic Development District. I read the legislation. I've been hearing about these very jangling discords of, of silos. And, and I said, you know, I went to uh, Senator Barrow. I said, if you'll give me two years, I'll make sure we get this district up, running, and funded. She said, oh, it's going to take five to seven years. I said, no. And we did it in two. Wow. We did it actually in 18 months. Uh, the initial legislation was passed in 2015. And then thereafter, we came back the next year, expanded the legislation to include uh, more inclusive things and the hotel motel tax. You know, we helped to draft that, le that legislation, which in fact has been spun off and piggybacked uh, for the downtown hotels are throughout the rest right. of the, uh, the parish. So already North Baton Rouge is having an impact because our tax passed by 10% of the vote. Unfortunately, uh, the River Center and all that only, it didn't pass, but it did pass the second time. So the genesis of all these hotels around the airport mm -hmm. and in North Baton Rouge, why are they building these hotels? Because people don't want to have to travel to Mansours, sure. you know, if they're, if they're working at Dollar or whatever, we always you know joke about that. But the, the most important thing I think is the Baton Rouge North Economic Development District was an idea. Somebody said, we've tried things before. I said, yeah, but, you know, let's try it again. And, and now the opportunities are so ripe for the picking. Yeah. How much money, you mentioned the tax, will you get from it? Is it like $200,000 a year it's roughly? About it's about $250,000 a year, of course. Uh, now, is that enough to use for inse to incentivize, uh, you know, like a grocery store to throw some money at them? Or, well, or is this just to operate this is just to operate promote, the, operate and, and promote the district so one of the things that we're doing is we have a bunch of strategic partners we met this morning with the urban league who has an excellent training program for contractors they have a 40-hour program that you go into for soft skills many of the kids in north baton rouge or not just kids but you know older adults they need training in soft skills to be an installer for this guy so you know how to interview you know, you know there's a right. lot of underlying things that we need to to build into yeah, you know yeah. workforce training and uh, Frank Brown, who's at uh, Bayou Cafe, is starting a Liberty Kitchen similar to the uh, the one that's in New Orleans. Oh, to, fantastic! To, to people that are going into the restaurant business, yeah. so that's the attraction for the district. We are in fact the conduit that would bring in Mr. Laduff's business and say we have 20 businesses that need to to talk about security. Kelly, how is the market for what you all do? And obviously, it's growing very, very fast. Uh, where do you see your highest growth area? Is it in the corporate trainings, or is it in this uh, Blue Point technology? Oh, it's definitely in the technology. Is it? Um, I, I, you know, it was passion for us. I'm one of those guys. You know, I don't care <laughs> about the money. As long as I believe in it, I feel yeah. like that'll come. Um, schools. Schools. Mm. So you see this technology as a way to protect schools from uh, mass absolutely. shooting events, from a Columbine or a Sandy Hook or something. It, it, there's a thing called soft targets and hard targets. You want to be a hard target. The harder your target is, your business, the less likely you are to be a victim of crime. If you have a school district that has this product and their response time is so fast and everyone's linked together through communication and law enforcement knows what's going on and can view the cameras. And I mean, with our system, you can see something on the cameras and send it to every teacher. Wow. When the teachers respond and say where they are, it shows law enforcement a map that shows if they're in the green, which is safe, or red, which they're in danger. So 
I think by starting at the schools, we accomplish a lot. And then you're like a franchisee of Blue Point. You no. have a territory, or you all actually own it? Yeah, the technology? We're, we're a part of what they do. You're like a partner yeah. with that. Yeah, so we strategically only wanted Texas to Florida mm -hmm. because we can travel it. We have relationships there with law enforcement and businesses. Uh, but we're a part of what happens nationally. Uh, there is not a franchise. There's no other gotcha. people. Uh, but it is heavenly patented. We're the only people in the world that can do it. Uh, we're working on patents in Asia and Europe and India right now. Um, so, no, we're the only folks that Very can do exciting. it. Very exciting. Yeah, now, at some point, those patents will run out, but we'll be so far ahead of the competition. <laughs> it'll what, be hard to catch up. You know, Kelly, what an economic development thing for you and your family and your company. And you're from right here in Baton Rouge. Mm -hmm. you, your family grew up right here in Baton Rouge. And the other thing that I want to get over to the listeners is that people in North Baton Rouge are just as concerned about crime sure. as the rest of the parish. And, and I think we need to communicate that to people and, and give an understanding. It's like, you know, those kind of issues of crime affect their property values, which of affects course. our taxes. Absolutely. You, you know what I'm saying? If you don't have money for property taxes, and if, let's say I want to build a new subdivision, I want to build it where my family's safe. I have two sons. My son's graduated from Southern University. One has two kids now. Hey, man, I don't want him to have to move to Ascension or mm -hmm. to Livingston or to Zachary exactly, yeah. or, you know, or one of those places. I want him to be able to afford a house in North Baton Rouge. We live, work, worship, and invest in North yeah. Baton I'll tell you how right you are. The other day with the DA's office, we've been getting out doing these walks in certain areas. And twice we've been, well, once we were in North Baton Rouge, the second time we were in South Baton Rouge. When you walk in these areas and you see the people, great people, that just absolutely love their community, it says everything. Mm-hmm. No question. And, I mean, the passion is there. I mean, oh, in yeah. deep neighborhood traditions. And, 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 I mean, I think the thing about North Baton Rouge is it's so big. You know, it's not like downtown, which was like a little concentrated area. It's huge. It's a, you know, it's a community of neighborhoods. You know, North Baton Rouge, let me just give you a, a, a small statistic. If North Baton Rouge were a city, okay, right now, we would be the sixth largest city in the state of Louisiana, having nearly 100,000 people covering nearly 30,000, I mean, nearly 30 square miles of space. Wow. And we people have don't realize that. Yeah, question. I didn't know that. And, and we have a $260,000 budget to yeah. do economic development. Sure. If you look at our, our land mass, and we have the largest employers in the parish, Exxon, the airport, you know, Southern University. So if we were a city, we would have our own BRCC campuses, we would have Southern University, we have our own airport. So those who who kind of try and, you know, say North Baton Rouge isn't important, I think they need to look at what's really going on in North Baton Rouge and look at the DNA of, of what's there. Mm -hmm. and, and so we're working on issues like medical facilities. We feel phone calls at the district. How can we expand medical facilities in North Baton Rouge? I'm not talking about the emergency room because we want to catch people before they get to the emergency room. And we work, we're going to work with LSU on prevention. Sure. You know, prevention of crime, prevention of things. So, And, Chief, I mean, you know, you would like to have you and your dad, Kelly, to, you know, talk to businesses in North Baton Rouge. Hey, nobody wants to get robbed. No. Yeah, no, you, know, no, nobody, yeah. you know, people want to have a secure business. And knowing if I go in, for example, Planet Fitness, which I'm a, can't tell, but I'm a member of, <laughs> has just opened a new Planet Fitness on, in Delmont Village. Wow. You know what I'm That's saying? That's good. Yeah. Right. So, so people don't realize. The, people don't realize. Companies are saying, 
okay, I'm going to take a chance on North Baton Rouge. And There's they are. definitely a market there. Well, Rinaldi Jacobs and Kelly Ledeff, it's great to hear stories of what your organization and your company are doing to make Baton Rouge a better, safer place to live and to help people living here feel more safe and empowered, all while contributing to the local economy. So thanks for all you all are doing, and good luck with your future endeavors. It's been great to have you on Out to Lunch. Thank you. Thank you for having us. My guests today on Out to Lunch have been Rinaldi Jacobs of the Baton Rouge North Economic Development District and Kelly Leduff of Open Eyes. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our associate producer is Peter Raschuti. And our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino and Ann Edelman. You can see photos from this show on itsbatonrouge.la and on our It's Baton Rouge Facebook page. You can hear this show and past episodes of Out to Lunch wherever you get podcasts and at itsbatonrouge.la. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsbatonrouge.la and WRKF 89.3 FM. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Mansur's for more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch is recorded live over lunch at Mansur's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Mansur's is open for lunch daily from 11 to 2, for dinner nightly, and for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. Mitchell's music is available wherever great jazz is sold or streamed and at MitchellForeman.com. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com and by Business First Bank, with locations throughout the state, including 11 offices in the Baton Rouge area, providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank, banking with greater momentum. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. 